This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. All right, good morning. Uh, I'm Pastor Brian, and we are with you this morning in Morning Breath. And uh, happy to be here with you. This is a drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day, and maybe you're getting it drive-time in the afternoon, and it's uh, winding down your day or some other time on a podcast, and we're thankful that you join us. We would love to get in the Word of God with you again today. It's an honor to do that. I have, I'm have i sitting in for Pastor Dan today, and I have some friends in the studio here with me. I have Pastor Christian Hurston with us. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Excited to be here. Excited about Romans. That's a good book. Yeah, what's happening? Anything going on? How's, how's the Hurston family? Yeah, life? so we're, we're doing well. Crazy. This is the new quarantine life. You know, we're trying to get back to things. The kids are on the final week of school. And Boop. so that's exciting, finishing up and looking to the summer and plans and activities. But it's been a great time kind of pressing in and maybe going back to some basics, doing a little more fishing with the family, more bike rides, walking outside, enjoying the you know, the whatever cool days we do get, there's not as many now. Yeah. But trying to take advantage of that. It's been, you know, a time of resetting and pressing in with the family more than ever. That's cool. Yeah, we've had a lot of family, um, you know, quality family time as well. And well, paintball uh, now. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been shooting some paintballs around. That's, That's fun. been kind of fun. Uh, Trading baseball for paintball a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Baseball's been a little bit on hold, but um, it'll come back eventually. Yeah. And um, and major league, maybe major league baseball even start showing up. They've been um, showing some Korean baseball. Come on, organization, you watch anything you can. Yeah, on ESPN you can get some Korean baseball, which is pretty fun to watch. Yeah, it's fun um, just to see you know people playing the game is fun. So, but yeah, we've been out and uh, and about as well. And I think probably out there, those of you listening are probably uh, trying to figure out new norms as well for you yeah. guys. And uh, hopefully, it's been a it's been a time of rest and uh, and some refreshing. And I know there's stress involved with change of schedules and change of lives, but. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for tuning in to the radio show today. Um, we're going to get into the Word, and we're going to. Um, our hope is that the Word would uh, encourage you today. We also have studio engineer extraordinaire over here. Nick, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Awesome, man. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for making this all happen. Yeah. And, um, Nick's working hard to, uh, you know, to get the Word of God out, and it's a it's an incredible opportunity that we have to do this across our community and actually awesome. across the world now with podcasts. So do you want to tell them how to get on board with the show? Yeah, absolutely. Before I do that, too, something just jumped out to me this morning, Brett, so we kind of vibe off each other. Is I think this is a great time to reset our priorities. I've heard that Pastor Matt shared it in a message and in some of our marriage pro tips. But during this time, the busyness and the hustle and the bustle, this is a great way to be like, hey, sitting down as a family and eating dinner together is a good thing. Like maybe we could keep this a little bit more taking walks with my wife or with the family in the evening, doing that stuff. So I want to encourage you, don't be so quick to just rush back to the old hustle bustle, but to be able to prioritize what matters the most. And I couldn't move on without that because I think this is a great chance to level set. So ways to be able to get connected with the program, the the easiest way is our app, which is titled East Coast App. You can find it on the Apple or the Google Play Store. Also on our website, which is ECCC.us, you can get all the information, events, past sermons, all of our Morning Breath episodes, or you can find the devotion guide to know where we're going to be reading and following along. You can also call our church offices at 321-452-1060, and we would love to email or mail out the Morning Breath devotion guide to you. Yeah, it's cool. Maybe you're uh, you're tuning in for the first time. A friend told you about the show, and you know, you're trying to grow in your faith or grow in your understanding of the Word of God. Uh, we we love that. That's the the step you're taking. And so, thanks for doing that. Whether you're getting this on WMIE ninety one point five, or you're getting it through podcast or another way, um, thanks for doing it. 
we do we do know it's not even we think we know that the word of god will change lives and so um, some of us have been uh, connected to the show for almost 20 years. This show's been, um, on a daily basis, just been changing lives. And so um, thanks for tuning in. Um, we also just want to draw your attention to our website and to our Facebook page, Instagram, and those sorts of things. If you're looking for weekend services and service times, and uh, maybe you're, you're you're willing to you know take a step back into a building at this point and, uh, and do church, we're excited to, uh, to do that with you. We're trying to make every opportunity possible for, um, <clears throat> for live services or you know, digital services, and whatever way that you want to get the, the Word of God, we're trying to make it possible for you. I mean, we've done um, drive-in style. We've done out in the in the parking lot over the last few weeks a few times, and um, that's been pretty cool. It's another way that you can connect with the Word of God. and uh, It is and fun. Some... I love honking my horn to yeah. amen to a sermon. Like, I would like to keep that around. That's it's like funny. laying on the horn, and, you know, the whole family gets into it. Yeah, I think I've heard Pastor Dan say that um, an amen is like— um, gasoline to lawnmower or something yeah. like that um to the to the preacher and so um when you're in the parking lot and you're uh you're you know you're hearing a message and people are honking their horn you know maybe that fires a preacher up i don't know if it's Absolutely. a or how that works but yeah, people walking by on the sidewalk and getting into it and it's been a cool experience it is it's been a cool experience but it's, it's been cool to do church as a family as well for me yeah. on the digital side of you know, sitting in heaven having church as a family with my children there and um, children's ministry has been incredible to my family over the years, uh, but there's something to be said for us sitting together and doing church, and so that's been pretty cool too. Anyway, let's get into the chapter. We got Romans chapter six today, and we've been walking through the book of Romans, and um, what a great what a great book it is. But Absolutely. today is chapter six. I have the New Living Translation. What do you have over there? I'm going to be reading the message. I typically do the New Living as well, and I I did both of them and tried it out, and once again, this message just jumps off the page. So. That's cool. That's cool. So there are 23 verses, I believe. Um, I'm going to get you started, and I believe um, you'll go through 11, and I'll read the second half of the chapter. Sounds good. All right, I say to you, read, sir. So what do we do? Keep on sinning so God can keep on forgiving? I should hope not. If we've left the country where sin is sovereign, how can we still live in our old house there? Or didn't you realize we packed up and left there for good? That is what happened in baptism. When we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. When we came out of the water, we entered into the new country of grace, a new life and a new land. That's what baptism that's what baptism into the life of Jesus means. When we're lowered into the water, it is like the burial of Jesus. When we are raised up out of the water, it's like the resurrection of Jesus. Each of us is raised into a light-filled world by our Father so that we can see where we're going into our new grace-sovereign country. Could it be any clearer? Our old way of life was nailed to the cross with Christ, a decisive end to the sin-miserable life. No longer it sends every beck and call. What we believe is this. If we get included in Christ's sin-conquering death, we also get included in his life-saving resurrection. We know that when Jesus was raised from the dead, it was a signal of the end of death as the end. Never again will death have the last word. When Jesus died, he took sin down with him, but alive, he brings God down to us. From now on, think of it this way. Sin speaks a dead language that means nothing to you. God speaks your mother tongue, and you hang on every word. You were dead to sin and alive to God, and that's what Jesus did. All right, verse 12. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For where, uh, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. 
Well then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean that we go on sinning? Of course not. Don't you realize that you have become slave to whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God. Once you were slaves to sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey his teaching we have given you. Now you are free from the slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. Because of the weakness of your human nature, I am using the illustration of slavery to help you understand all of this. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led ever deeper into sin. Now you give yourself to to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become holy. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from obligation to do right. And what was the result? You are now ashamed of the things you used to do, things that that end in eternal doom. But now you are free from the power of sin. Sorry. But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves to God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Pretty, uh, pretty awesome uh, chapter here. The, yeah. It actually ends with a part of what we would call the Romans Road, uh, if you're familiar with that. Um, you know, Romans six twenty three here is uh, is one of the verses that um, that is that would that would be used as you were leading someone to Christ. That, yeah. um, you know that there is a that there is death to be paid for our sin, but there is a there's an opportunity to receive the gift of God, which is the grace of God, eternal life through Him. And you know, it's it's that peace that, that would help someone transition from you know what I'm not just a sinner and I'm not just going to die in my sin, but yeah, there is a there is a way out of this thing, and um, I really like that. It's a it's a great reminder for me. I, I don't often um, you know walk people through what what we would typically call in the in the in the church today as the Romans Road. It's not a bad thing. It's actually a great tool to be used an evangelistic yeah. route um, to help people. If you if you were going to lead someone to Christ, there's a very simple um, kind of walk through. You know Romans three twenty three and then six twenty three, and then you can take them to Romans ten nine and ten and um, just help them understand what it looks like to be in sin, stuck in sin, but yet there's a price to be paid, and it was already paid for you, and that here's how you do it. And if you just confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that you can be saved. And um, just a really, really incredible um, journey to, to walk someone through. And so uh, maybe that would encourage you today. Maybe that'd be a great reminder to, to, to not only just um, know the word here or hear this one verse, but that it would kind of connect to some other things that would help somebody in your cubicle. Um, maybe you're back to work in an, in an office space or, you know, in passing somewhere you've Maybe your neighbor, even somebody you've been walking your neighborhood, as uh, Pastor Christian was saying, you've been out and about. Maybe you've seen somebody, and um, you want to help them take the next step into salvation. This is a great um, part of that equation. And so, anyway, that that just was a reminder for me. But what stuck out to you, Pastor Christian? Yeah, in this so chapter? similar to, to last week when we were looking at Romans two, is that if you just read this passage by itself, standalone, you could feel a little bit beat up. But the good thing is you got to read the whole chapter in all of its, you know, context. And so Paul is painting a picture here that we really need a Savior. And it reminds me of a verse from Jesus in John 14, 15. It's one of my favorites. It says, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. And it's very easy to read that in the way that the world would read, where you would just say, hey, if you love me, you know, come on, do it. obey my commands, just do this. What's the problem? But I love this revelation and this idea is because you love him, you want to obey. You want to do the right thing. And it's out of that desire that we obey him and out of that love. And then you can get your life right. It's like when you're dealing with teenagers, like we, we've both got a handful of teenagers and we've been involved with youth Dude, ministry. Dude, I've only got two. I don't got a handful. Okay, well, I got two. I'm working towards I got the two. third, though. I got two. It's <laughs> coming up. Go so on. we we got some teenagers running around. Oh, yeah. Is It can be easy to just be like, just do it, you know? But it's different when you, as a teenager, you love your parent. 
and you want to be able to make them proud and do the right thing, then you're operating out of that position instead of just a fear-based, man, if I don't do this, they're going to smack me upside the head. You know, it's more of like, I want to make my my dad, my father in heaven proud and happy, and I want to do it because of that reason. And Paul paints that picture here of, we don't just keep continuing to sin because we got licensed to, just because you have grace, you don't just go and do whatever you want. It's because of the desire that God put in our heart that we walk in freedom. You know, he who's set free is free indeed. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I totally agree with the, with the concept of going, you know, you can't just take a snapshot here of one chapter and go, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build everything that I know based on, you know, yeah. my Christian walk in one chapter of the Word. But um, there's some great teaching here about, you know, a reminder at least of this is not when we... When we um, when we obey God, we can actually become a slave. And this is this chapter is using the word slave intentionally to go. We can be drawn. We can be um, I don't know, maybe pulled towards. We can be um, just. We can build habit. Let's call it that. We can build yeah. a habit of of righteous living. And you could do that so much so that you are just beckoned to do more. Or you are yeah. encouraged to do more. Or Insatiable. you feel almost yeah. like you have to do more because you want to. You want to do it to please a, a holy and awesome God. Yeah. And so. In, the, in this chapter, verse 13, it says, don't let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourself completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. And, you know, the picture of, you know what, I don't I don't want to go back. Like, I, I think about the, the way before Christ. So I came to Christ in 1998 um, through a campus ministry. I was in college, and I was... I was messing. I was messing up my life. We'll just leave it at that. I was. I was fully in control of making some bad decisions, and it was nobody else's fault but my own. I was making yep. bad decisions, making you know, just some, just choosing some foolish routes. And I began to get enslaved to that. Or there was so much desire and so much pull and so much um, just willingness. It was just an easy, slippery. Every slope was slippery, and it was just yeah. easy to keep sliding. You know. And um, when somebody presented that there was a different way. I wasn't so sure about it. It felt very rules-based. It felt very, oh, man, I'm going to have to do all these things. But as I began to learn and study the character of God and grow in what was possible with God and saw there was a better result on the other end of that, yeah. that God wanted to, you know, help me walk in peace and walk, a, you know, and, and a life that was worthy of, you know, being proud of and that others would be proud of and not just think that people were proud of or, you know, that I was just always having to manufacture something. I could actually just be who God designed me to be. And out of that, I could give myself completely to God. That's a scary thing for some people. Yeah. It's a very scary thing to go, I'm going to give up my way and go his way. That's a hard thing, especially if the picture that's been painted for you of what that looks like is very rules-based, and it's a very harsh God that we serve. It is not a harsh God that we serve. It's a loving Father that wants to beckon you into more. And you know what? I don't miss that life. Like, I, yeah. I look back and go, what was I thinking? Yeah. Like, I think about it my— It seems so appealing at the time, and you're like, oh, my goodness. Man, my kids, who—my oldest is almost 17 years old— she would not even recognize me because I was so foreign. It was such a different thing. And I yeah. don't mean visibly recognize me. I mean that lifestyle, she, it would blow her mind that dad was that way. You know, yeah. my 15-year-old son, it would just blow their mind. They have such a radically different life today because mm -hmm. of the, the power of the gospel getting yeah. inside of me and others around me helping me walk that out. And so you might feel stuck in some area today out there. 
You know what? You're never too stuck. You're never too far. Scripture says his hand is not too short to save. He's still reaching out, and he's saying, hey, use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Your whole body could be used. That's not just like your hands. That's just not mm-hmm. your feet. That's your heart. Your The way that you think can totally, totally be given over to God and be an instrument that God uses. And I'm reminded of the verse that, you know, that one waters, or one plants, one waters, but God brings the increase. Yeah. You know what? God could use you to be planting seed in the lives of people around you, watering seed that's already been planted. Yep. And just maybe, as, as I started this uh, conversation today, about maybe God would use you to be the one that gets to pray with somebody that Absolutely. paints the picture for them of what a holy, righteous life could look like, not because of what they do, but because of what's been done that's for them incredible. already. You know? What a cool You could totally be used, and that God would use you and me. Yeah. Like, me? It like, blows my mind. Yep. I, I know myself from Absolutely. 1997 and 1994 yeah. and, you know, back in the day. I know myself yesterday, you know, yeah. and I know the, the, the wretchedness, quote-unquote, of my heart and where, where my intentions can be and where my attitudes can be and go, God would use me anyway. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, it just is so—it's just mind-blowing. It should be that—it should be that good, mind-blowing for you Yeah, it's well. the good news. Like, no. it blows your way. It's like, man, trading my sin, you know, for his righteousness. Oh, yeah. Verse 12 is so cool in the message. This sounds almost silly the way it says it, but that means you must not give sin a vote in the way you conduct your lives. Don't give it the time of day. Don't even run little errands that are connected with that old way of life. Huh. Throw yourself wholeheartedly in full time. It's so cool to think about— when we can avoid what, you know, a lot of times they'll refer to these as landmines, is that when you had an old way of life, you had a pattern that you used to walk, you know, in your previous life, I had mine as well before I gave my life to the Lord 20 years ago now, is that if I can find myself going down a path where these landmines are, that's where most of the time people get into trouble. And you talked about a slippery slope, you know, when we know the the tendencies, each each person has like their own thing, whatever that, that tendency may be, is just avoid it altogether. Together. Yeah. And that's what Paul is really painting the picture here is, yes, we have grace. Yes, there is forgiveness. But just run. You know, flee youthful lust is what Paul says in another place. We see this picture of Joseph in the Old Testament is that he runs and completely runs away from a situation that could catch him up. And that's what we need to do is when we see opportunities to fall back, back into those old lifestyle. And this is a hard statement, but there's been more depravity and more issues in these last few months than we've seen in our country in a long time. Now, there's an uptick in people searching for prayer, and there's an uptick in people involved, maybe in looking at service online. But I've been seeing some of these stats and hearing from from preachers about it's it's tragic to see the the level of suicide is higher and depression and child abuse and pornography and addiction and people being stuck and left to their own devices or not making the best decisions. So I want to say to you to get free from that right now. That's not God's best. Use this chapter, meditate on this word and get free as the Bible says he whom the Son is set free is free indeed, is you don't have to default back to that old way of doing things, is this is the time to where we can press in more than ever, to get closer to God. Let's come out of this pandemic with a stronger relationship with God, not sliding into that old tendency or getting caught up in those things, but to be able to, what it says, don't even let it run little errands that are connected, but let's get free and walk in what God has for us. Let this be your best life. Like, Let's come out stronger on the other side of this. I, I'm found, I sound fired up, but I am because it, it makes me mad to think about the enemy stealing what God could use is an incredible experience for you during this time. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think probably the odds are pretty strong that somebody's out there listening to the show and 
and would go, you know what, I am wrestling with some things, and how do I do that? How do I get from a place of I was a slave to sin and I want to get free? Like, what does that look like? And and I know, and, you know, we know, we've seen others um, get free in ways that you go, how is that? Well, Scripture says that don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which is, you're, we're going to get to that eventually in, in, you know, Romans 12, I believe it is, 1 and 2. You get to a place where you say, you know what, I'm not going to conform to what seems right. Even in my own life, we say conform to the patterns of this world. Well, we build patterns in our own life, right? We build opportunities. We choose things. And so, um, Prior to my time in ministry, I worked as a behavior analyst in a uh, psychiatric or a residential treatment center. And um, one of the one of the principles as a behavior analyst that you learn is that to every behavior, there's an antecedent. There's something in front of a behavior that um, that kind of leads you into. So, kind of the why, like what are the what are the motivations of of why you do what you do, and then there's a consequence on the other side of that behavior. That could be a positive thing. That could be a reward, or that could be an actual consequence that that is a negative consequence, yeah. right? And so there could be some some debt to be paid on that, you know, on that behavior. And so um, it's a great principle. It's just a natural principle. It's not a, this is not a supernatural thing. This is a very natural thing that there are desires in you that lead you to do something, whatever that behavior is, and then there's a consequence for it. Well, let's begin to change what's in front of that behavior. You can change the pattern of your behavior, which will ultimately change the result of yep. that behavior. And so you can you can choose to do things differently. You can say, you know what, it's an isolated, lonely time right now. Well, that is that's a reality. That's not just a perception. That's a reality for people. And in my situation, I have a I have a family at home of, of six of us, but there are people who don't don't go home to a family of five yep. or six that are walking through some really tough things today. Yep. And I would say to you, you know what? Let's look at the pattern. What does the pattern look like? We do this with our kids. We have a pattern of bedtime. You know, if you got bedtime behaviors at, at night when your kids are trying to go to bed, well, let's change what happens right before that. They say, you know, maybe read a book before you go yeah. to sleep or spend some time reading this and wind down, quote unquote. Well, if you're having troubles with winding down, you got some anxious thoughts when you're trying to sleep, let's say, well, let's fill your head with the Word of God. Let's get some worship in you. Let's get yeah. some things that can transform and renew your mind that will totally change the way you think and then ultimately the way that you behave. And so, there is hope today to get free of whatever the thing is that you feel a slave to. You don't have to stay there. You don't have to be ashamed of the things you used to do, whether yeah. that was used to yesterday or used yeah. to 20 years ago. You do not have to be ashamed of that stuff. You can get free of that today. It may take some help. It may take getting into a small group, into a community of other yeah. believers that are wrestling through some other things. We've got a great ministry here at East Coast called Celebrate Recovery, and that's not just for a bunch of addicts. That's for people with any habit or hang-up or a hurt. So those are the three things they say, hey, well, let's let's help people with those things. And so maybe you have a hurt that has propelled you into behavior. You know, let's get the hurt dealt with. If you got a habit that you would like to see change. You know, let's get the habit change. You can get in accountable small group circles. You can hear some teaching. You get transformed Absolutely. by the Word of God. This is godly teaching. This is not just, again, behavioral principles. This is actually godly. Get the Word in you. And if the Word gets into an area, if you let that's what this this verse is saying. Let let God into every area of your yeah. life. If you say, "Hey, let's open up the whole book. Let's open up every closet in the in the yeah. in the house, if you will, and let nothing nothing go unturned." See what God can do. I promise you, it's a radical adventure. It might be scary, and you might feel yeah. like, oh my gosh, I feel so vulnerable. Who better to be vulnerable with than the King of Kings who sent his best yeah. to die for you? And what's cool is there's so much freedom. You and I can both testify to that. Is I used to live a pretty crazy life as a teenager, and I thought that I had freedom. 
But there's more freedom now in knowing that, of course, I have salvation, yeah. but that Jesus said that you could pray for heaven to come to earth. Yeah. And I've got more joy, more freedom, more satisfaction that I would have now than I would have ever had before. And it's counterintuitive from versus what the world says. You know, yeah. we watch these TV shows and these movies, and we think that this other lifestyle is so much better. But I was miserable, you know. I had, I haven't had a, a a sad, suicidal, depressed thought in twenty plus years. But as a teenager, I dealt with that yeah. because I had this oppression that was there. But now it's like, I mean, I, I got to say it again. I'm sorry. He whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Is that that's what Paul is walking us down here in this Roman road? Is that you truly can have freedom, yeah. and that's what Christ wants for us. Yeah, I love the I love the picture of grace and the picture of you know that Jesus beat death and so we can beat death and destruction as well in this chapter at the front end of this chapter. It's talking a lot about baptism actually and the picture that baptism paints for us. And maybe after the break we'll get into that. But the the baptism concept is that you know there's a picture that though Jesus went into a grave that wasn't the end that wasn't the final picture that there was another answer come behind that he that he came out and he came out free that you could come out of any death or destruction yeah. piece free that you don't have to fear death and destruction you can actually you know live in the abundant life that, that jesus um, paid the price for and so let's get to the uh, the break and we'll be right back you are listening to morning breath from east coast christian center merritt island Vieira, and coco For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. We offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531, Barfield Contracting. Treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, The Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. 
Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. You know, maybe in closing, this verse, uh, verse 7 says, For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. What, it, what does that mean? What does that look like that we died with Christ? Christ lived 2,000 years before we did, and he died. What does that picture look like for us? You know, what, is, what does that really mean if you're, you know, you're driving to work today and you go, well, I died with Christ. What does that look like? Yeah. How do we identify with what Jesus did on a cross 2,000 years ago for you and for me? How do we... What does that look like? What, what do we do with that? Well, I think there's a process of going, I'm going to die because of what he did. I don't mean die like earthly death, like you're going to run out of days, die. But you're choosing to, to, to kill the power of sin in your own life as he did with his blood. Like it takes blood to pay the price for sin and his blood. We've just received the power of the blood of Jesus over our sin and we kill that stuff. That stuff dies yeah. to the name of Jesus, right? And so today, understand... I mean, Pastor Christian has said a couple times in this show, you know, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. The power of the blood of Jesus was enough for every one of your shortcomings today. Your neighbor's shortcomings too. Past, present, future, all of it. Your co-worker's shortcomings. And so we could live out of a place of grace and abundance and look at somebody else's failures and faults and sins and go, you know what? The blood paid for that too. Let's encourage people with that today. Let's be encouraged by his blood was enough that we could live an abundant life. And so thanks for uh, being a part of the show with us today. It's great to do life with you. Thanks, Christian. Thanks, Nick. And talk to you next time. All right. God bless you guys. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.